Hey everyone, it's Anthony. I just wanted to pop on before this issue and let you know we had a couple issues with some audio quality. This and the next Cataclysm crew have a little bit of subpar audio. I did my best with it, and I guarantee it gets better in the future. Thanks for sticking with us. Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. Today's issue is Cataclysm Crew, issue 5, Behind Bars. On the cover, Rascal King, Machina, and Squire, in costume, stand for a police lineup that also includes Traceless, a rather massive Asteron, a masked woman in a floor-length ball gown and a fur coat, and a man in a leather coat with shards of volcanic glass growing out of his skin. We turn the page, and our story begins. What we see is there's a full page spread of an article from the website Super Lookout, which is a news source slash encyclopedia on superheroes. So we have an article titled Supers on Instagram Live with a subtitle, Even Super Teens Can't Get Off Their Phones. <laughs> on Tuesday, we covered a fight between a group of teenage superheroes calling themselves the Cataclysmic Two and the recently resurfaced Poison Oak. Our source came from the televised fight on News 4 Moon Harbor. But an anonymous source tipped us off to what could be a new trend in this up-and-coming generation of superheroes, Instagram Live. One member of the team, Rascal King, went live on Instagram early in the fight. The video gave us a brief close-up in the fight, Poison Oak about to punch Machina. Then there's a first-hand view as Rascal King jumps into Saber. But shortly after, his phone is knocked from his hand. The phone landed sideways, giving the viewer an opposite view from the news team, who can be seen far in the background. The shot is broken up by blades of grass, but the view does capture the majority of the fight and details not picked up by the televised news. News 4 Moon Harbor's crew focused on the fight itself, shifting to whoever was currently grappling with Poison Oak. The big event was the arrival of a new teenage superhero, Tyrannus. He turned the fight around, freeing Machina from, from vines and saving Rascal King from getting even further beaten up. After an electrical fire started by Machina, by Machina Tyrannus used his lightning powers to throw Poison Oaf onto the roof of the park bathroom and subdue him for Saber to apprehend him. While the news team ended with Poison Oak being led away by Saber, Rascal King's Instagram Live caught what happened on the fringes of the fight and what happened afterwards, a perspective rarely captured by traditional news sources. During the fight after Tyrannus' arrival, Saber members Missing Links and Boost arrived on the scene to watch. After the fight, Missing Links berated the cataclysmic crew for not calling Saber in sooner. After they left, the live story picked up a touching moment of the team congratulating each other on their victory and Tyrannus officially adjoin adjoining the team. The camera got a also got a tantalizing shot of Tyrannus and Machina pulling off their masks, but their faces were blocked by blades of grass. From the dialogue, they seemed to know each other already. Are spikes flying between the two electric supers on this team? Then on the next page, there's a panel of, uh, of Amber reading the article on her phone. Her face has gone totally red, standing out prevalently from her white hair. In the next panel, on her phone, a notification pops up, which reads, Official Maskell King to the max and eight other friends have recently added to their stories. And in the last panel, Machina looks up from her phone with a blank face and just kind of stares at the reader. Fantastic. We're actually going to then jump to Max on Instagram. Max, I don't know what you've just posted to your story, but uh, you posted something recently. And we see you on your phone uh, in your kitchen or in your uh, dining room. Can you go ahead and describe your house a little bit? Just like what your house looks like, where you are. 
I'll let you know that your mom and dad are home for dinner, which I believe you said is not a common occurrence. So it's like your mom, your dad, and yourself all in your dining room. So the dining room is like super black and shiny chrome metal, very sparse, minimalistic. Probably the two of them eating at the table and I'm kind of finished up, just kind of sitting off to the side uh, while they talk bits of business. And I'm kind of just scrolling through my Instagram feed. So you're not really paying much attention. Uh, there's a TV on in the living room, which is connected to the um, dining room. So you're probably paying more attention to that. There's something mindless on TV, but uh, they're having a bit of an argument. It's about work stuff. You hear uh, your mom say, this partnership will be really excellent for Monarch's image, Dominic. And then your dad's like, but I don't see how it affects or how it relates to our green energy initiatives. We need to keep our focus on that, especially after that power plant was destroyed this week. The plant has been defunct for almost a decade. Why does it matter? Because we're trying to renovate and update the tech there to make it more renewable. And they're fighting, they're fighting, and you get your mom, you hear your mom say, uh, we'll start over. Your dad says, with what money? We're start spending everything on this pregnancy trial. The mom says, I already told you, it's good to get this partnership rolling now before. And then she gets cut off by the sound of a breaking news report in the TV. Deeper male voice saying, we interrupt your regularly scheduled program with breaking news from Moon Harbor. The hacker, Traceless, for whom a years-long manhunt has raged since he was integral in emptying the Moon Harbor City uh, Council bank vaults, has been arrested by Sabre agents, missing links, oh, boost, shit. and outlet. We go now to Annika Snow, formerly the hero known as Glacier, for comment. Uh, and you probably tune out at that moment because, Max, you know that Traceless is Amber's dad. I probably actually audibly say, oh, I know that guy. And then kind of like realize what I said and like kind of look at my phone. Your parents both turn and look at you and they say, you know the reporter on the news? And I, I, I kind of like hold up my phone and just kind of grunt in like teenage mode. Uh, they turn back and keep arguing about this um, pregnancy trial and the green en energy initiative and all the things that Monarch is doing, which seems to be a lot of things. I'm going to shoot a text off to uh, Amber. Hey, heard about your pops. Do you respond? I think oh, there's yeah. going to be like a few minutes of nothing. And then like there's just going to be lots of like dot, dot, dots for maybe like five solid minutes. And then all, all that gets sent is, yep, it sucks. <laughs> we get a, uh, a probably a a couple panels of Max kind of staring at his phone, like rereading what he just sent. Like, oh, that was. Hmm. <laughs> Can I help? Max is kind of awkward. Amber's going to text back. Can I stay over at your place for a few days? Yeah. And uh, I don't think this is something that like his parents would even notice. Like, I think he probably has people there occasionally. I mean, he has a raccoon that they probably don't know about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the raccoon kind of slips in at night. Your mom definitely knows about um, Squire. Your mom doesn't really care, but your mom definitely knows about Squire. You're not very subtle if okay. you have the scratch marks on the floor, and she's put two and two together. Okay, I like to imagine that I remain painfully unaware that my mom doesn't know, or that my mom knows, so I, I'm still sneaking Squire around. Uh, let's jump over to Alan. Alan, I'll give you a choice. You can be either like doing something in the, the real world, IRL, whatever, or you can be at Saber. Which would you prefer? 
I would say Alan is probably working on schoolwork at a cafe somewhere. Uh, you're at a booth, but you're not. Re- there's no one in the other seat. Your backpack is probably there, and you look up, and Booth's just sitting there. You don't know when they slipped in or how long they've been there, but they're just sitting there looking at you. And they kind of grin and wave because Boost has very little chill and is like, hey, how's it going? Um, why? I, I <laughs> thought we only. <laughs> it was a great line. I love it. <laughs> Alan just kind of looks up and he's like, he just looks up from his work and he's like, uh, can I help you? Uh, yeah. So I don't know if you heard. We got a a bunch of uh, new prisoners recently, um, like a bunch of new prisoners. And uh, against everyone's better judgment, uh, Glacier thinks that maybe we should get your team to like help move some of them to a higher security prison. So yeah, how's it going with them? By the way, like how are they? Yeah, I honestly don't know. They're they're around. I'm trying to do my homework. Uh, I don't. The way he's giving this off is he's giving this off as if he's like trying to avoid obvious associations with Saber. I know he's like, hey, um, you can talk. This place is totally secure. Literally, no one in here doesn't work for Saber. You came in and we cleared the entire place out. And you look around the room and you realize that like everyone in here is a superhero or saber operative in street clothes, like including the staff. And it's just a cafe filled with your old coworkers. <sighs> Listen, contact Amber, okay? I'm just trying to do my homework, literally. That's the only thing I'm thinking about right now. I just go away. Boost and he literally looks at homework and then says every answer in order for you, like without <laughs> even like thinking. It's just like, uh, that's y equals at or y equals four. That's y equals negative seven, and just like goes down the page and answers all your questions. And then it's okay. like your homework done now. And then Boost kind of <laughs> grins at you and is like, okay, we can contact Amber. Is Amber the leader of your group? Is Amber like your missing links? I don't know if we're ready. Okay. They don't fully trust me yet, and I don't think they'll follow my lead. So, yeah, just like I said before, contact Amber. She's the closest thing we have to a leader now. <laughs> okay, so I know we have Rascal King's number. Hold on, do we have Amber's number? And Boost turns around and they're like, hey, do, do we have Amber's number? And uh, one of the operatives who's in the line, because they're still like, they're all still pretending to be cafe. like. <laughs> people at the cafe one of the operatives like pulls their phone and is like uh yeah we have it i can send it to you right now and boost is like thanks uh boost turns back and like pats you on the shoulder and is like you're doing great kid really 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 great job it's really hard to be a double agent i can't imagine what that must what kind of pressure you must be under also you have the answer wrong for number four and then boost gets up and leaves and <laughs> as boost leaves the entire cafe and uh, empties because everyone is leaving except for like one really confused cafeteria worker who's just kind of hanging out in the back. <laughs> um, uh, what do you do? Uh, Alan's gonna stand up and just kind of like look at the cafe, the cafe worker, the cafeteria worker, and go, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and just kind of close up his books and follow the rest of the saber operatives out. 
keeping his distance behind them, not to be like directly after them. Cool. We're going to jump over to uh, Amber and Max. Uh, Max, do you have a guest room? Is Amber crashing in your room? What's the plan? Yeah, I think I've got a guest room made up. Are the parents still home at this point? Yeah, they're in for the night. Your mom has decided that she wants to be home one night a week because she thinks that you're at risk for delinquency or something. Oh, well, that seems reasonable. She's I mean, like... I've been tempted to that world before. We've heard... you often come home reeking of trash. First of all, that's fantastic. Uh, second of all, uh, so let's go to the guest room. It is the same, like, black metal, very clean, very polished. Um, it's also, like, a double king-sized bed. Like, I don't think there's any beds in the house that are not massive. You are a wealthy, wealthy family. Amber, you're sitting on top of this boat of a bed. Um, she's just kind of, like, staring at the ground, like, a bit shell-shocked, and she's just kind of got this, like, school backpack on the ground next to her that she hasn't opened and tried to unpack or anything. Max is kind of, like, sitting there awkwardly, probably munching on some cookies. Kind of, like, walks over, like, puts his hand on her shoulder and holds out a cookie. Okay. She takes a cookie. I'm sorry. This this sucks. Yep. Squire also takes a cookie. You don't know when Squire got in the room, but Squire comes up and takes a cookie out of your hand as well. Yep, that, that tracks. So, uh, do do we break him out? I have no idea. Because, I mean, we could do that, right? From Saber? I don't, I don't think so. Oh, I think if we get, like, Alan and Ethel on board, we could. But from, like, but from Saber, like, I guess I'm not an expert on their law enforcement and jail, but I'm assuming that's bigger than anything we've come across before. X kind of, like, flops back into the chair. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. That's, that might be a big ask. Yeah, right now, I'm just trying to focus on, like, the real world aspects of this. Like, I had to sneak out of my house to get here because the police keep trying to get me to go to another family member. Well, I mean, you can you can stay here as long as you need. Um, yeah, like, closest relatives are grandparents and they live across the country. So, nope. Thank you. Just as you kind of come to that conclusion, there's a moment of silence in the room where you're both thinking about, like, you guys just became close. You guys have become pretty good friends pretty quickly. And then how much it would suck for Amber to have to move. Amber's phone starts ringing. Amber, you never take your phone off silent or vibrate. So the fact that it's actually ringing is really surprising. Yeah, she only keeps it on vibrate. I'm going to look at it first just to see who it is. It's a block number. She's going to hesitate, but then she's going to answer it. Or before she answers it, she's going to like hold the phone out to show it to Max, and then she's going to answer. Before you even start talking, after you've picked up the phone, you hear Missing Lynx's voice come through, and she's like, Makina? She's not going to answer. She's just going to stay quiet. Makina, I can hear you breathing. Fuck off. Okay. Um, we wanted to talk to you about a job for your team, but uh, sure, that's a great way to respond to the people who want to help you. She puts it on speaker and just passes the phone over to Max. We get a panel of, like, Max looking at the phone, just, like, 
<laughs> this look of I don't know if I should do this. We got like yeah, he's thinking about like perfect person for this. <laughs> he, he's thinking about getting slammed into that tree. <laughs> hey, Link. You hear this long audible sigh. <laughs> and then she says, Rascal King. And how are you this evening? Um a little sore still, but doing all right. She kind of sighs a little bit and she says, I am sorry about that. I didn't. Anyway, we have a job we'd like to talk to your team about. I don't think it's the best idea, but my boss seems to think that you all have some potential. You've had a pretty good week. If I'm being perfectly honest, our best operatives aren't available for this mission. So, yeah. I'm sure you've seen on the news, we just got an influx of new prisoners. I think um, it's like we have like a small panel that has like Machina's just like clenching her fist. Like she looks super pissed off. And can we get a good eye contact panel at the new prisoners? Yep. Absolutely. Like this, eh? And Lynx continues and she cool. says, we have to move a few of them from the most secure facility to a secondary facility. We usually like to have a small team of heroes around for that, and you're kind of our only option. And then you hear a, a voice from behind her, somewhere in the distance, being like, that's not what we said, links. And then she goes, and we wanted to see if your team would be interested in helping. Our, our team of, sorry, our team of what? <laughs> your team of superheroes. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I was going through a tunnel. You broke up there. Our team of what was that? <laughs> you can hear her grit her teeth in the background, and then she says, Superheroes? Oh, oh, superheroes, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I could talk to uh I could talk to the team. Let them know the you really, really need our help and we can see what we can do. We reached out to uh to Machina first. Because, you know, we wanted to talk to the actual leader of the team. But sure, send the lieutenant. That's fine. So you're shifting your superior down and your mundane up. You know what? I actually want that to happen, but I'm rejecting because it's Link. Cool. Go ahead and roll to reject. <clears throat> you rejected the shit out of that. I would like to shift one label up and one down my choice. And I'd like to cancel their influence and take plus one forward against them. But I'm going to immediately give them influence back. Because there's no way Lynx doesn't have influence over me. I'm going to shift my danger up and my superior down. She has just thrown some pretty harsh words your way. So we and... we probably get this, like, panel of him just, of uh, Max kind of gritting his teeth. And, like, you see the words just kind of throw off, like, kind of roll off him. And he just kind of grins a little bit. Does Max still have the phone? I'm kind of, like, holding it. It's on speaker. Okay. Kind of holding it between us. So, so Machina, Rockle King, um, what do you think? Who else from Saber is going to be there? I, I would assume Glacier will be there. I'll probably be there. Boost, uh, maybe Outlet. Uh, we've got teams kind of all over the city at this point. So I'm not sure who all will be there yet. Um, we've got about 10 prisoners oh. <laughs> in our vaults right now. And we want to make sure that... We leave some space for the more dangerous ones, should we get to that point. We'll do it. Don't we need to ask Ethel? Nope, we're doing it. Uh, oh. 
do you reach out to Ethril, or are we just going in without with the two of you? I'm gonna shoot Ethril a text that just says, uh, "Hey, come over, Amber, and I need uh, want to talk to you about something." I'm a little skeeved out by the whole like access to the phones thing. I don't, I don't trust Saber. I don't want to talk about stuff on on phone right now. So let's cut to uh, Ethril arriving at Max's place. Max would absolutely be the person to like have their location on blast on Snapchat. Oh yeah, we have a villain just tracking us on Snapchat. We just got a saber job and we have to fuck it up. That's like a rallying cry. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, okay, so what's the job? Okay, so she's going to first explain what the job is. So Saber recently arrested a bunch of villains. And they want us to help transfer them from their super secure prison to a less secure one. And we are going to help them. Except we're going to break my dad out because they arrested my dad. Well, I'm not entirely sure how we're going to do this. But I think we just want to try to only break out my dad. And if they could not find out that we're related, that would be awesome. But I have no idea if that's possible. So maybe we go in, Ethro, and like we do the job. Ethro and I cause a distraction, and you sneak your dad out. Okay, I guess we'll just have to play it by ear. I think there will be like a panel as they're leaving, where like Amber hangs back and like grabs Max on the shoulder and just kind of like looks him in the eye and is just like, "Thank you." You don't meet at Saber headquarters because like the headquarters headquarters of Saber of Saber is actually pretty well hidden. Most people in the city don't know where it is. Um, yeah, I imagine them having, like, lots of various security bases throughout town. Yeah, there's a lot of auxiliary headquarters. You actually meet uh, in the park where you all were last time. Um, it's not too far from where Max lives. There's a black van with, like, tint blacked-out windows just kind of waiting for you there. And missing Lynx and Sass are sitting on top of it. Lynx kind of waves all of you over, and she says, Right, so that took you long enough. You could give us some cool, like, motorcycles or something. We wouldn't have to ride the bus up here. Are you old enough to have a license yet? Of course I am. <laughs> he, like, puffs up his chest and tries to stand as tall as he can, like Squire, like, poses on his shoulder. She rolls her eyes and she drops down. And she slides the doors open. And inside the doors are uh, Outlet, who I don't think you all have met yet. Uh, Outlet is no. an electrical-themed... She's probably, like, six or seven years older than you all are. Maybe not even that. She's in her early 20s. She's about 5'6". She's a black woman. There are a whole lot of electric heroes. Yeah, no, there's a whole yeah. team of them. Um, <laughs> she's pretty badass. And then uh, there's Boost as well, chilling in the back. And she kind of like waves you all in. Uh, and as you are you going in? Are you fighting? What's happening? How are we getting inside? Yeah, I'm going. I'm staying out here. Um, Amber's gonna follow after Max, but definitely, like, sticking real close to him. She looks at you and she says, are you not coming? I just glance her up and down and say, no. Uh, she says, fine, and she closes the door, and the van starts driving away. Let's jump inside the van, then. Uh, as you're sitting there, um, you notice that Outlet is kind of just current, constantly sparking. Like, Outlet is geared up for a fight. Uh, and she looks over at, uh, Machina, and she's like, you're a shockster too, right? Like an electrical, like an electropath? I'm going to say like Max is between them. So she's just, Amber's kind of like going to reach in front of Max and just like tap outlets, like arm or shoulder and just kind of like, not like inhale, but just like suck up some of that, those sparks. 
out like kind of grins and she like all right cool we love our electropaths around here i mean there's like nine in the city but it's always good i've suggested that we get a whole same team of just electropaths but apparently we fired alan so uh there's one down but if you ever join the team let me know i'd love to get like a whole crew of us together i think like we get like a panel of amber's face which is uh very conflicted which seems to be the theme of the issue um <laughs> where she's just just kind of like that sounds really cool but also i hate everyone's guts she kind of sees the look on your face and she's like look i didn't trust saber either but we're really not that bad like I know. Rats looking at a scoffs a little. Uh, you feel a shock. You can't tell if it's just like the car bouncing around or if it's actually a shock. But she looks at you and she kind of like, at Machina, and she's kind of like, I get it. Saber gets a bad rep, but most of us are really okay, I promise. We do some shit. No, I'm just, who doesn't? Just, just having a rough, a rough day. She looks at you and she kind of nods and she's like, I get that. And all of a sudden you feel the ground kind of give out underneath the van. Not like it's falling, but like suddenly you're going downhill when you very clearly weren't earlier. And you get suddenly the van is surrounded by darkness. Uh, It feels like you have driven into a tunnel that may have just opened up. But it's the windows are blacked out like you can't see outside them. Boost is like tapping some buttons on their boots. You see them like shoot like a laser out, like not like anything like painful, just like testing some equipment, making sure everything's working. And Sass and um, Squire are, like, faced off, like, on opposite sides of the van, just, like, glaring at each other. So the van doors slide open, and it is a bright white building underground. The building is itself glowing. And it looks like you must be, like, 30 to 40 feet underground, and there's this two-story, two-and-a-half, three-story building inside this big huge cavern uh lynx gets out uh, sas gets out boost and outlet get out and look back at you and they're like you coming kids they walk up to the door and uh there's a retinal scanner each person scans in including sas and they walk through the door and like each person has to scan and they look back and they're like you're in the system already you're good to go but i mean secret identities and all. I don't know about that. When I say you're already in the system, I mean you're already in the system. We've had your eye scan for quite some time. Reluctantly puts his eye up to it. It scans and the door opens. Amber's just kind of like gonna like give a suspicious look to Missing Links. Like, oh god, does she know? But then she'll like, she'll put her eye up and scan it. And the door opens. Squire does the same thing. And the door opens. Um... (laughs) Lynx looks at you and kind of rolls her eyes, and she says, all right, let's go. Uh, And then she walks up to an elevator. She presses a button, and the elevator itself doesn't open, but the, like, there are two elevators. The space in between them slides apart, and there's a third elevator there. And she goes in it, and then she gestures for all of you to follow. Uh, The elevator closes, and it starts sliding down. The elevator starts picking up speed, and all of a sudden, little, like, handholds, like, bars pop out of the walls. And Lynx and Boost and Outlet all grab onto one. Uh, and Sass also, like, wraps themselves herself around one. What do you all do? Machina's gonna grab hold of one. I'm... I feel like I have something to prove. I'm just gonna stand tall. <laughs> so the elevator starts flying past the seat of gravity. Okay. Uh, like, faster <laughs> and faster down. 
Uh, Max, you feel yourself lifting off the ground. It's not fast enough that you're going to slam into the ceiling, but you're definitely like floating. And then the elevator jerks to a stop and you come crashing to the ground. Uh, again, not enough to hurt, just enough to be fairly embarrassing. Yeah, I'm just going to pull myself up, look around <laughs> real quick, like, ah. Uh, steps a doozy. A squire has grabbed onto one of the poles, just like rolls her eyes. Um, yeah, squire is smarter than I am. That makes sense. Uh, the elevator door is open, and you step out into a long white hallway um, with glass doors on either side. What do we see through the glass doors? Inside each of them are um, the first couple are empty. There's only like the first like two or three are empty. And then there are villains behind several more. This looks pretty low security. This looks pretty low maintenance. You'll notice a couple uh, that you're familiar with, a couple super villains that you're familiar with. One of them is Ali, uh, if you remember um, Ali with the projector eyes from our first game. Yeah. Aww. Can we like just like pause by her like cell? Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, Makin is gonna try like waving. Uh, Allie's awake. She kind of waves back at you. She doesn't look like she's in any distress. She's kind of just like sitting in a room, um, reading a book. Does it look like she recognizes us? Uh, yeah, I mean, she she waved. She was pretty looked pretty friendly. Uh, is gonna like do a thumbs up with like a questioning look on her face. Like, you good? Uh, she kind of smiles and she nods. Um, and then uh, Lynx is like, do you want to talk to her? You can just open the door. Oh. I figured they'd be locked. Lynx opens the door. They only open from the outside. Clearly there's a panel that Lynx had to press buttons on. But uh, it opens up. And Allie says, hi guys. Hey. Hey. How are you? Are you in superhero costumes right now? I assume you are. She kind of like puts her hand on the back of her neck and she's like, sorry about that whole, uh, you know, almost killing you thing. Really didn't mean to. Oh, it was, it was pretty cool, though. I mean, it, it is. It's a, it's a cool power. It doesn't just work with movies. Like, I can do it with any picture. Look. And she looks down at the book that she's reading, and all of a sudden, like, a bunny manifests in the room. That is awesome. Dope. Uh, she kind of laughs, and then she blinks her eyes a couple times, and it disappears. And she's is, like... Where is Lynx during this conversation? Lynx is leaning up against the wall, like, in the doorway. Okay. So fairly close. Okay, so yeah, fairly close. Amber, Amber's not not gonna reveal herself. Sounds good. It, are they treating you okay? Uh, she smiles and she's like, yeah, they're actually fine. I'm not. So from what I can tell, and she looks at Lynx and she's like, it seems like there's like a villain wing, and then there's like a people who need to learn how to control their powers wing, and I'm in the people oh, who need to learn how okay. to control their powers yeah. wing. I'm not hurt or anything. I mean, I'm a little sore, but. I'm not, like, hurt or anything. Okay, I saw the cell and was, like, really worried there for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I just think some people around here have, like, I think they lose control sometimes, so we get locked in for our safety, not really for, like, sabers. Cool, cool. So, uh, what are you all doing here today? Uh, uh superhero stuff. Just saying hi. <sighs> I mean, yeah, saying hi. She looks at you and she kind of laughs and she says, well, I won't keep you. Um, stop in on your way out. Cool, it was good seeing you. Uh, and Lynx, go ahead. Lynx closes the door with you on the outside. 
And Boost kind of smiles and is like, she's a cool one. I uh, I really like her powers. I think like Makina just kind of like elbows Max and is like, just kind of like raises her eyebrows. Just like, hey, do you remember? I'm not sure which uh, memory you're referencing, but all of them are t- making Max turn beat red. Yeah, the, the one where, uh, where he just kissed her. I wasn't sure if it was the kissing her or uh, Boost kicking his ass, but both oh, of them no, have the, the same, same reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. And he's just beat red. And you walk down to the end of the hall. There are a couple other like younger superhero, younger capes in the hallway. And we get to another elevator. Um, this one requires like, a full code and like a fingerprint scan as well to open the door. And it opens, and there's like a secondary door inside that you have to like open and then lock before it'll descend. I assume you're all getting in. Yep. Uh, you step inside, the door locks, and we slide, and we get to the complete darkness again that we were in earlier. We cut away to a panel right as the entrance to the tunnel is closing, and we see a shadow first, like flying from above, the shadow of a humanoid shape. And then Ethra lands on the ground. Ethra looks around and pulls out her communicator and types a quick message into it. And then from her bag, pulls out a small, it looks like a coin. It looks like like a quarter-sized coin, but it has a red blinking dot on it. And she puts that kind of wedged in the slight little crack where we saw the tunnel just close. And as we are about to cut away, we see a message saying, the beacon is set, it's all yours. And then we come back to the group. Uh, You arrive and you've now passed through levels and levels and levels of um, security and like security checks and all of the things. And we are now arriving to the like hallway that will lead to the prison. Cool. And this is also a white hallway, pure, pure white, uh, no clear sources of light. The entire hallway just seems to be glowing. Uh, the door is open. Do you step out? Do you wait for someone else to step out? What are you doing? I'm going to wait for somebody else to walk out first. Yeah, I'm kind of just following them at this point. Yeah, we don't really know where we're going, so. Outlet puts her hand out and sends like shockwaves down the hall. And you see as the lightning like flashes down the hallway that there are lasers running the entire length of the hallway. Cool. Oh, the electricity hits a panel on the end, which lights up. And then a mirroring panel that you didn't even see lights up right next to um, Lynx. Lynx pre- put her whole hand on it. It scans her whole hand. And then the lasers turn off. And Lynx starts walking down the hallway. Did they take my cell phone when we came in? <laughs> No, they did not, but uh, you're pretty far underground. I would be shocked if there's cell surface. Oh, yeah, but I'm going to start, like, discreetly taking some pictures and some short videos. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Not in a, like, exposed this place way, but a, oh, my God, this place is cool way. Outlet definitely sees, but kind of just, like, smirks and doesn't say anything. I don't (laughs) think Link sees. And I don't think Boost sees either. And you get down to the end of the hall. There's that same panel there. Um, there's one on each side, so Boost and Outlet put their hands on it, and it opens up, and you all are open to this kind of labyrinth of hallways. Um, you're in the beginning mm-hmm. of it, but you can tell it branches off in a couple directions of prisoners behind similar glass walls. Except this room isn't glowing white, it's glowing kind of gray. It's like dim lighting. 
in one of the first shells, um, we see Traceless. Uh, oh. Makita, what do you do? I think there's gonna be a panel where like, she's she kind of like freezes for a second, just like, oh God, I wasn't expecting that so quickly. But also like trying to like stay cool, composed, not letting any of the adults know what's up. Does, has Traceless seen Makina's like? Does he know about Makina as a superhero? He doesn't outright know, but I think he has some suspicions. Uh, yeah, his eyes definitely kind of widen when he sees you. Whether or not he knows for sure, he is an inkling. So uh, Lynx goes over to a panel on the wall. It slides open, and she pulls out a list of super uh, supervillain names. And she looks through and she says, all right, so there's about 10 villains down here. Um, we need to move four of them out of uh, where we are. So let me give you the rundown on who's here. And then we'll give you a rundown on who needs to be moved. Uh, there's Poison Oak, who you all just like helped capture the other day. Um, I think Maki is going to like hold up her hand for Max to high five. <laughs> Alec grins and kind of laughs at the two of you. Lynx just rolls her eyes and keeps going. Link says, there's Traceless uh, right over there. In some of the more secure ones, we've got Queen Bee. You probably know her because she worked with Mobster. She's like the Mobster's right hand. Uh, we've got Reset. We've got Crux. So Reset is a... Um, she's a mutant. Anyone in her presence can't use their powers. Ooh. Anyone who is like superhuman in any capacity. Uh, it kind of resets... Uh, someone's biology to its most base form. Crux okay. is there as uh, her husband, kind of the opposite of that. Uh, he can absorb the powers of any hero in his presence and use that power back. Then she points down the hall um, to a less secure cell. She says, and you all obviously know the Vixen. The Vixen, as you all know, is Missing Lynx's rival. She's a fox-themed villain. Excellent. She's not a mutant, she's just very violent. And the one thing that's different about her and compared to Lynx and also Rascal King is that her fox kind of just has his own agenda. He works with her sometimes, but he also doesn't often. Um, like, he is not currently imprisoned. Vixen is, but he is not. She points down uh, to a couple more secure um, cells. and She says, uh, there's Mars over there. Mars, who you know, is a villain made of volcanic glass. He was very, very physical. He's like six foot six. And he's got these like, when he gets, he's emotion driven. So when he gets really, really angry, his fists can literally turn into flame. Um, but also his fists are made of volcanic glass. So they're really sharp. He's nice. a, he's What's someone you don't want to start with. Mars. And then uh, there's uh, Captain Salty. Um, who is a younger supervillain. Um, they're a pirate in their mid-20s, uh, who's got the power to manipulate water. And then uh, they point down, and there's Kevin from Asteron. And they say, uh, we've got to move Traceless and Poison Oak and Vixen to new cells. Uh, everyone else should be fine to stay where they are. But uh, and where are the new cells? Uh, we're going to put them in the van upstairs. We're going to drive them across town to the new cells. Cool. And she looks at you all, and she's like, so... Your job's going to be get these handcuffs on those prisoners, make sure they can't do anything stupid, and uh, we will be securing the location. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to grab some handcuffs, start heading towards some people. Great. Um, Anyone but Traceless. 
Rascal King, why don't you uh, grab Vixen? Uh, I'm going to have Outlet grab Point Oak. Outlet and um, Boost will grab Poison Oak together. Machina, you think you can handle Traceless? Yeah. Yeah, I can handle them. Great. I'll open the doors one at a time. There are handcuffs over there. She like, points to a panel on the wall that's opened up. Harper Heroes is produced by Anthony Sheets and TP Hugh, and edited by Anthony Sheets. Anthony can be found on Twitter at IcyNewYear or at IcyNewYear.com. T is the host of Incubator on Air, a new play podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. They can be found at T. Playwright on Twitter or at TPHuth94 on Instagram. Cataclysm Crew is GM'd by TP Huth. Rascal King is played by me, Anthony Sheets. Machina is played by Elliot Peterson. She can be found at Elliot Yulin on Instagram. Ethel Moon is played by Zwaifeng. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. The music of this issue is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin McLeod. A link to his website and the license will be in the show notes. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell a friend. Word of mouth and five-star reviews are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. And uh, thanks for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.